Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for December 19th, 2021, the fourth Sunday of Advent in year C. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. But Bruce, everyone needs to know, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling fine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And Ben, how are you? Thank you so much for asking. I, I, realize I am, probably never do. <laughs> I am doing great. Uh, I've got my morning coffee in front of me. My desk is a giant mess, uh, and uh, and uh, I have uh, I have I have uh, not fully read up on uh, some of the events <laughs> in this day in church history. There, there's some fascinating. So is stories. this the story of the last twenty years of your life? <laughs> Uh, let me see here. Uh, desk is a mess, uh, but I've got my coffee not fully prepared. Yeah, 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 it is. <laughs> totally is. That's uh, nailed it. Um, but yeah, it's a, a fourth Sunday of Advent. Like yeah. uh, uh, next is Christmas. Yeah. And then we're like in a new year, uh, uh, That which is... You well, know, if crazy. the if the secular year is most important to one, yes, since we have I, I, been, I wouldn't say most <laughs> important. It does kind of more. It is more. Uh, it does dominate our thought process a little bit more. I think just because of uh, it does know, have a lot more TV coverage than the first it, Sunday of Advent. I admit that fully. Yeah, <laughs> dating things will be weird for like two months straight. Uh, uh, you'll sign checks incorrectly for forever. You know, I mean, it's just it has more day to day ramifications. But Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I cannot believe how fast uh, this time has, yeah. has gone. It's been, this has been a, I mean, it's been a crazy year, and therefore I think it's been a very fast year. Yeah, I, I would say kind of a fast two years. Uh, that yeah. They, I, it, that for, for as little as I did um, <laughs> in the last two years. I am laughing because sure I know fast. how much you did, and you were way busy. <laughs> Well, yeah, there were there were things that that uh, that did go on uh, and and took some time, uh, but yeah, as far as compared to uh, what what the normal quote unquote plan was, uh, yeah, I didn't do much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't didn't travel the world and see the sights and travel for business and all that. Yeah, thing. yeah, I I, uh, I did uh, I did very little in in, in twenty four month period uh, comparative uh, comparatively. So it's it's kind of interesting to be at the point where uh, we're we're in in uh, yet another year, but uh, definitely feeling a little bit more. I don't know about you, but I feel a little bit more normal uh, uh, finally. Yeah, it I I the abnor- enough so that the abnormalities are surprising sometimes. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the yet another new normal to adjust to. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um so uh but with with it being the fourth Sunday of Advent, uh we we probably have a few things that we should plug as far as uh, what's going on in the church the, around the 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 uh christmas uh season a few things happen at the church so uh, uh what do we have going on here as we le- have this lead up into uh uh christmas church <laughs> okay <laughs> in Is all seriousness all? <laughs> Uh, this uh, coming Sunday, we have 8 and 10 worship. And then at 4 p.m., the traditional greening of the church, which is a very snazzy way of saying, let's get the decorations up. Mm-hmm. And that takes about an hour. And then there'll be a free spaghetti dinner afterwards that is mm. homemade. The pasta is not homemade, but the sauces are homemade. The garlic bread's a custom recipe by mm-hmm. one of our mm-hmm. parishioners. Uh, it, it's a delicious meal, as someone who loves garlic. Um, mm-hmm. So all are welcome to be part of that. Um, and if you don't want to decorate, you can simply come for the dinner part. And then, of course, there's Christmas Eve. And the first service on Christmas Eve is at 5 p.m. 
Mm-hmm. And it's um, a little less fancy than the 11 p.m. service, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's child-friendly. Well, at least we hope it is. We all, try to make it that them, way. All of them are, are friendly. They're, they're uh, ch- child-geared, a little bit more geared towards That's a better way to put it. Yeah, it's child-geared, <laughs> um, which the sounds like a forced labor thing. <laughs> Yeah, we make the gears so the kids can pedal the stitching <laughs> machines. No. Faster, Trevor. That's terrible. <laughs> Can't believe you said that, Ben. Anyway. <laughs> Five o'clock service. Yeah, it's there's a lot. It, it's child accessible mm-hmm. um, in all sorts of ways. And it tends to be much shorter. So it's right. it still has the Holy Eucharist, but it's about a our service tops so particularly Mm -hmm. kids with younger bedtimes can easily well i shouldn't say that some kids still would be this is different i'm not going to be happy but hopefully some of the adults like myself with earlier bedtimes uh uh, also also enjoy uh that church service but the but yeah then our so then our uh our 11 o'clock service though is uh that's so, our smells and bells uh, right. service, yes. So, so we have incense, we have sanctus bells, and uh, both have lots and lots of uh, Christmas carols within them. Both have the Eucharist, both have sermons, um, mm-hmm. and then on Christmas Day we have a very informal service. So that's Saturday the twenty fifth at ten a.m. And it's what's called jammy church because people are actually encouraged to wear their pajamas to church. Um, obviously, this appeals more to the younger set, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, anyone and everyone is welcome to wear their yammies. Um, yeah. And, and we'll even do it in the lobby of the church, which is a, like a big living room space. So that it feels like we're doing Christmas uh, worship around a Christmas tree sort of Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. No music, but um, it's a neat service. It feels wonderfully intimate. It's usually a few dozen people. And yeah, it's, it's just a blast. I was, uh, I was telling somebody just the other day that uh, um, all I really want for a Christmas present is to do the midnight mass Christmas Eve service. And, uh, as you finish, uh, it, it'd be snowing outside. Oh, uh, yeah. as far as, uh, uh, settings and an ambiance goes like that's like, that's, that is, uh, that is peak church for me right there. Me too. And I gotta admit, I've been pretty, well, I feel I've been very fortunate that since moving back to Indiana, what, 14, 15 years ago, I've gotten to experience that on a number of Christmas Eves and it, oh, just love it. Yeah. Just there's love it. Nothing quite like it. Yeah. Nothing quite like it. Um, so, uh, so here's hoping. Here's hoping. Yeah. Uh, every now and again, we will have a very brown Christmas in Indiana. <laughs> um, uh, here's hoping this is not one of them. I agree. And I want to point out that on Sunday the 26th, we will have 8 and 10 o'clock worships, as usual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there there are actually some parishioners I know that will be at parents' um, homes somewhere relatively close by. And we'll be back um, on Sunday. And that, they've said that that's when you'll see me. That'll be my Christmas worship will be Sunday the 26th. So... Mm. Um, you know, decorations will be up still. It, it'll be morning rather than evening, but really those will make sure we put a little effort into, to keep that Christmas spirit alive. Right. No, I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, this day in church history, shall we? We shall. Uh, so in, in no particular year order, uh, just because I'm pulling from a couple of sources here, uh, in uh, 1790, uh, meetings begin to commence in Philadelphia to create the First Day Society, which is a Sunday school organization. What's um, the name of it again? The First Day Society. Oh, okay. First day of the week. Okay. Yeah, so I can't tell from the reference uh, which church uh, uh, background uh, this source material is coming from, uh, because it's just quoting the uh, Sunday school movement from 1780 to 1917. 
uh, and the American Sunday School Union, which is uh, a union I never would have necessarily thought of existing, uh, from 1817 to 1917. Um, so uh, an interesting uh, reference there. There's probably tons more information about the first day society there is and i'm just i'm i i won't fake it because i i know i know but i don't know <laughs> it's like not coming yes. to but the one <laughs> the one thing i'll say is that it was part of or a subset of the the wonderful free public education movement in the united states mm, gotcha okay gotcha and you know it should be open to all uh uh let's see here uh Adoniram Judson Gordon speaks at uh, to the annual Forefather celebration in Old Plymouth in 1885. His message takes aim at civilians without conscience and at clergymen without creed. He had recently been jailed mm. for imitating George Whitefield's practice of preaching on the Boston Commons. Um, <laughs> all sorts of things in that story that i'm like not entirely sure i know anything about <laughs> but there's that uh uh and then in in 1986 uh oh go ahead go ahead go ahead i was just gonna make a silly comment about well look up his blog see what he said <laughs> very good i i was actually uh, uh with some of the uh taking aim at civilians without conscience and clergymen without creed uh, it was kind of like, ooh, and so kind of a John the Baptist-y feel here. Uh, I like it. Right. Um, yeah, a little bit of brood of vipers going on. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> uh, 1986 saw the death of Pastor uh, Abel Kualawe, uh in his 90s. Uh, he had fled home under threat of death after his conversion, changing his name and, and evangelizing among the Yoruba and Nupe peoples of Nigeria, despite threats by Muslims and pagans. Uh, so a, a prominent Nigerian uh, um, uh, pastor uh, there, and then in and that and those that that's a conflict at times armed conflict that continues in Nigeria sadly. Oh, that that is uh, that is sad. That is sad. Yeah. Um, in 1903, uh, Sundar Singh's Vision of Christ, a prominent uh, uh, Sikh uh, Christian individual. Uh, has a there's a there's a whole thing on this that i i'm not going to read because it's a it's a fairly long story but the long story short is a uh, uh, a story of a vision uh to a uh sikh kid who uh was brought up in uh by christian teachers uh and a vision of god uh uh, uh coming to him uh in uh 821 it saw the death of the court poet uh, Theodolf in the court of Charlemagne, uh, a, a very interesting tragedy uh, uh, striking him uh, in the court uh, with some some um, conspiracy uh, vibes going on, which is kind of a kind of a, a fun read if you're looking for a fun okay. what, court what of Charlemagne the, read. <laughs> what what was the tragedy? Uh, it, it was uh, the. The, the long and short of it was his death was under suspicious circumstances. I will save some. Oh, I wanted details. No, okay. you got to read the whole thing. got to read the whole thing. Um, and then in uh, 1950, Bill Wallace was arrested in an early morning raid. Bill Wallace, uh, uh, a, a very long, uh, I shouldn't say a very long, a fairly detailed account on this story, but he was a Christian minister, uh, uh, missionary to China uh, during, um, well, 1950, the, 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 so cultural revolution, uh, the beginning of kind of the red scare, uh, and, uh, Oh, Oh, he's arrested in the U S. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when he, cause he had refused to leave, uh, China when he was urged to flee and he, he said that he was going to continue to serve, uh, but kind of suspicion then fell on him for being a communist and uh, uh, this one, I will uh, uh, tell you the, the end because it is sad. Uh, he was found hanged in his cell. Um, oh. And uh, 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 com the Communist Party claimed that he killed himself. But in all indications seem to have been that the guards uh, did this to him. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, and just think, and see, I was making the probably 
I hope, natural assumption as an American that he had been arrested in China mm. for being a Christian. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Instead, I'm sorry. You, you... But no, you're, I mean, but he was arrested in the U.S. for being a communist. Yeah. And, you know, so the irony is not lost on me that, you know, he probably had to flee for his life no, from China. It, I, you are you are correct. I did, I did uh, infer this correctly. It's like kind of hidden in uh the uh this one uh paragraph that he mm -hmm. th that uh he did not he, while he he had been refusing to flee uh continue to uh uh serve um they do throw in here uh that the communists it's the communists who did not spare him and they're the ones who ended up raiding his home in 1950 so yeah uh he, yeah he so was, he, he was arrested by the the, the communist party but but he died in an American prison. Uh, or, it does not appear so. Okay, so okay, so I my assumption was correct at first. Yes, your assumption that, was correct. Okay, that he died in China. Mm -hmm. So he's a martyr. Yes, and it does sound better than I thought it was. <laughs> Even though, <laughs> where I thought he escaped that tyranny in China only to be subject yeah, to I, it. Yeah, I had read, scare. and I apologize to the listeners, I had read a, a sentence that uh, made it sound in my brain as though he originally uh, uh, ignored the call to flee, uh, but eventually relented, and it resulted in his suspicion uh, later. But uh, it appears as though that was, and I was incorrect on that. He actually uh, uh, fully refused to leave, and uh, the people he served ended up... Uh, resulting in his arrest yeah have a little more coffee you'll be ready for the next thing. oh goodness there's no there's no amount no amount of coffee um <laughs> <laughs> uh so let's move on to our readings for the yeah. day uh our reading uh our first reading comes from the book of micah chapter five Can I sure let me just say something first yes that all through advent to this point there's been a, a focus on John the Baptist and, and preparation for the coming of Christ, not just in the form of a child, but even more so as an adult and then eventually uh, at the end of t all time. Mm -hmm. And now, as happens each year, on the Sunday before Christmas, we do get to shift into the actual uh, long Christmas narrative that is found in Luke that includes the narrative includes the angel visiting mary and all that but we get just a little slice of it uh on this week mm. and so the the first reading ref reflects that okay now we're going to start talking about christmas gotcha okay interesting well let's uh let's move on then to uh let's let's begin down this journey this road uh uh micah chapter 5 verse 2 through 5a but you, O Bethlehem of Ephrath, Eph oh wow, I was not prepared. Ephrathath, <laughs> Ephrathath, that's uh, a new one on me. Uh, who are one of the little clans of Judah? But you shall come forth for me, one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth. Then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be the one of peace. Um, so Micah is a uh, a book that we a, a prophet book that we don't read from. Uh, nearly as often right so um tell us a little bit about the book of micah okay it was written around the time of the first part of isaiah mm -hmm. uh, and hosea and amos so that's sort of a grouping of prophets when people are, are <laughs> looking at these closely mm -hmm. so he's writing we at a time when Things are going to hell in a handbasket okay. in Jerusalem and the surrounds. Um, the northern kingdom um, 
has been conquered by the Assyrians and they're breathing down the necks of the southern kingdom where Jerusalem is. And the um, leadership, the king of, um, I'm blanking on his name at the moment, was, he was better than other kings Israel had had in recent rules at that time mm-hmm. but he was seen <laughs> but that as wasn't a saying much <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that wasn't saying much and he was um thoroughly discredited when he paid a tribute to the assyrians to spare his kingdom and let the northern guys hu- left them hung out to dry oh um uh so that there's within micah there's criticism of him though not by name and Micah, much like Isaiah, has both criticism and comfort. Okay. And, and it's to the degree in Micah that it, they alternate throughout the, I think it's seven chapters long. Mm. Um, so that it, it's such a tight alternate, alternating that... Some biblical scholars th- think that probably was the result of l- later editors who, oh. s- who probably saw the pattern, but then tightened it up. So th- this is part one of the comforting sections. Gotcha. And then after the, before this and after this, there's criticism. Okay. Um, uh, interesting. I, I, I find it fascinating that the some of these uh, uh, prophets' uh, writings go through a, a phase of like oh we really micah we really like what you had to say here we're just gonna change a few things just a couple <laughs> you not much you won't miss it uh but we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna make a couple of changes <laughs> and uh tighten up uh, what you had to say you know yeah <laughs> yeah well and you know that it was before there was a sense of i mean th- those things took place usually before whatever whatever book of the Bible it is had what we would now say entered the canon that mm-hmm. has been um, recognized as the thing. Um, so it was it was seen as responsible uh, responsible action to do that mm. ra- rather than as monkeying with the Bible. I- well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Updating it, perhaps. Uh, cleaning up some references or... Uh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, well, and trying to make it as... Well, it's similar to um, translating the Bible into one one's contemporary language, which we thoroughly approve of doing in this day and age. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, they're updating... They're, they're trying to make it more accessible to the folks that were reading or hearing it Mm -hmm. and you know and this is taking place over hundreds of years sure so in the same way that there are very few christian denominations that expect everyone to read only from the king james bible though they those are out there that in the same way the um learned folk in um the Jewish tradition would have been saying, yeah, you know, let, let's, this is really confusing people. We need to tighten this up. We need to hmm. do a little bit of explanation here. Um, just add a couple words. So that makes more sense. Yeah. That makes, that, that does make some sense. Uh, yeah. I, I was sitting here realizing that at some point in time, we might actually come up with a meme Bible. Uh, and I'm not sure I want to be alive when we get there. Uh, <laughs> It's happening. Is it, is it really? <laughs> there, yeah, there are various. I, it started kind of tongue in cheek, um, but but now people are more seriously doing weekly. Well, memizing. Well, I'm I'm officially announcing it. I'm on my way out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm still relatively young, but I'm not young enough to appreciate a meme Bible. Uh, so, yeah. Well, and of course, because it's um, this day and age, it's not really a Bible. It's a you know a series of collections of mm-hmm. visuals on the internet. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it's it, it ain't a book. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, I'm all for uh, reaching people where they are, uh, uh, but that doesn't mean that I need to necessarily be a part of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That, that is someone else's ministry, not mine. Yes, 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 it is. Uh, so mainly because I still giggle too much at the poopy guy. I <laughs> right. I yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not. I I am. I'd be working that into every verse. I am a. I am an absolute child. Uh, the, you know that it would not be. I'm not a. It's not for me. Um, yeah. What about uh, the, the? Let's crawl out of this <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, what about the uh, uh, reference that I totally butchered here? Uh, Ephrathath. Ah. Uh, o Bethlehem of Ephrathath, who are one of the little clans of Judah. Um, it, I, I'm not... I, it's not a, like a clan that I am familiar with. Is that... Is, is that a... Is, is it just as simple as that? It, it, it really is a clan? No. Oh, okay. Um, Beth, Ephrathath is... No one, no one really knows what it is for sure. Oh, it's one of those. Okay, <laughs> it, it's one of those. You know, it, it's one of those that if the rabbis had had another couple hundred years of this, they probably would have just dropped it. But mm. um, there's speculation that it's a, to to use modern lingo, it's a suburb of Bethlehem. Okay, or the township Bethlehem was in to use Indiana terminology. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, or that it was a sister community to Bethlehem and Bethlehem expanded and it absorbed it. And that's why it's um, lost to maps and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we don't really know what it is, except that apparently by the Hebrew, and now I'm looking at the Hebrew. Um, yeah, it it's like a town name or something. Okay. Um, so then this kind of reads as kind of like a messiah, a messianic, uh, uh, forecast, a, a prediction. Uh, uh, is that what it is? I mean, you had mentioned at the top that we're kind of getting into like the, the, the Christmas related story. Is this kind of a, the, a herald of Christ for Christians? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, and for that... others, <laughs> For others, it's the promise of a just king. Okay, okay. And David, King David, um, came from Bethlehem, and that's, and so it's like you're going to get a king as good good as David was. Yeah, I was, that was just going to be my question: was whether or not uh, how how did that come true? Um, yeah, or and did it? So, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, this, those pesky Babylonians threw a wrench in the whole thing. Those guys. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was Bethlehem as many Christians know from Christmas carols and stuff was city of David, mm-hmm. David's clan. And so the, the promise that another King was going to come out of there to save Israel from the Assyrians um, and from themselves to a certain degree was very reassuring and did not and did not seem improbable but mm-hmm. also we have to remember that people didn't treat the bible as literally as we do today and so it may have simply been a poetic reference that mm-hmm. we're okay. going to get a king as good as david um you know a, a bethlehemish king but no one was necessarily really looking for that king to come from Bethlehem. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it's almost hard to think of a way to construct that in English. Cause we, English is such a literal language. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it'd be like, Oh, there'll be another great rock group from Liverpool. And most people would say, Oh, they're coming from Liverpool. Even if the intent was simply to say it would be another group as amazing as the Beatles. Gotcha. Now, now that that reference I get. Thank you for updating Micah for <laughs> you're, me. You're welcome. And, you know, have to do it again for the mean people. <laughs> <laughs> now say the same thing, but in pictures. Uh, so... Um... What what else about Micah? You had pointed out one of the one of the uh, minor prophets as as it 
as they're labeled, uh, not not, yeah. not as they actually are. Uh, but um, uh, the, is Micah? Micah's not very long. Is this near the tail end of it? Yeah, yeah, it's seven chapters long, and what this is in chapter five. five. Yeah, so um, then uh, I guess uh, is there anything else you would like to point out about uh, this passage? From um, Gosh, yeah, the, the rest, I'm full of trivia and fun facts about it, but we better just say that's good for now. <laughs> I, are you sure? Because I love trivia and fun facts. Give me give me a taste. Well, give me one. Give me one. There's a possibility that this was the beginning of the original conclusion of the book of Micah. And then at some point, um, chapter six and seven were added before and again it would have been before anyone had chapters and verses sure put on the bible sure 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 um very good well let's move on uh to our uh psalm reading of the day as i had promised at the beginning of the <laughs> uh of the lectionary year we're going to start reading uh the psalm uh instead of the second reading and we've had one from the actual book of psalms <laughs> Since then, yeah. And uh, this week, yet again, uh, we're not reading a psalm. We're reading uh, from the book of Luke. Uh, uh, so our psalm today, it comes from Luke chapter 1, verse 46b to 55. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Uh, very early on in the book of, in the gospel of Luke, uh, this is, uh, I'm a, is this the prayer? Is this a, a Mary's prayer? Yes. Ooh, very cool. Um, uh, in response to Elizabeth. Oh, okay. In response to uh, uh, um, Elizabeth saying something similar. Interesting. Uh, explain that. Uh, saying something similar. I'm not sure I fully understand that. Yeah. Um, and I'll just read what Elizabeth says first. Okay, please. Um, start, it starts in verse 41. Uh, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy, John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord, referring to Mary. Okay. So and then Mary says, okay, you know, here's my turn. <laughs> right, right, right. She says this. Uh, is, is, has Mary already had her visitation? Uh, or Yes. Mary, okay. yeah, and part of what the angel told Mary was if Mary needed any reassurance, go visit Elizabeth, her cousin, who, even though is of great age, mm -hmm. has become pregnant. Mm. And so, that so, indeed is what Mary does. So, so Mary hears, Mary goes and visits, witnesses that this is true, uh, she she hears the praise uh, the the psalm that Elizabeth uh, uh, has and, and shares, and then Mary one ups her. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. you think uh, you think that's great? I'm carrying the Messiah. <laughs> well, Elizabeth basically already said that. Oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth said that she that Mary was carrying the Messiah. That yeah, Elizabeth saying. All the, you know, what's her exact? Um, That's the yeah, the for, mother of my lord. Uh, okay, okay, interesting. Um, and so she, yeah, she affirms before before Mary can say anything. Elizabeth affirms the words of the angel. 
Interesting. So, so that, 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 uh, that I, sh- uh, it's not cliche. That's not the word I'm looking for, but the, the, the old idea that like somebody knows like, like that person knows that you're pregnant before you've said anything. Like, uh, she got, she gets there and she goes, Oh my gosh, you're pregnant with the Messiah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you know? I haven't told anybody yet. <laughs> well, and there's spec, you know, there, there's, speculation that that's one of the reasons that the angel recommended the trip to Elizabeth so that Mary wouldn't have months and months of tongue wagging at her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also the distinct, we don't know for sure, but because she was beth- beth- betrothed to Joseph, since they were engaged, mm-hmm. uh, there are many, many people, people who say actually sexual activity during that period was totally acceptable between within a couple gotcha okay so you know it 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 seems like primarily this trip is to build on the really beautifully literarily constructed narrative of john the baptist john the baptist birth being foretold by an angel um, the miraculousness of it be- because of age, not because of um, no human intervention. And then the eventual in, in the narrative, the birth of John the Baptist and the miracle that takes place of um, his father, Zechariah, suddenly being able to speak again. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it, go- it goes back and the narrative goes back and forth between basically Mary's experience and Elizabeth's and Zechariah's experience mm-hmm. uh, and John the Baptist's experience and Jesus experience. And it's, it's real. It, it is so well done, so well written that there um, a number of scholars who feel this was probably the last part that was actually written down. Cause it, it just seems so polished that um, the author kept working on it, kept working on it, kept working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, uh, I mean, for the, for the, uh, musically inclined, uh, this is, this is the Magnificat. This is the, right. um, um, this is the song, the, the, the prayer song that, uh, that, that Mary, uh, has in Luke. Uh, and it's, you know, it is, uh, it is a, a gorgeous song, hymn, prayer. Definitely. Um, how, however you want to kind of classify, uh, that, um, so, uh, it, it, anything else about, uh, about this passage here? There's, there's, uh, yeah, there's obviously a lot of background and a lot of stuff that, <laughs> that takes place later. Uh, <laughs> this leads into a few things, uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, especially for the Christmas story. And what's definitely worth looking at is Hannah Hannah has a similar song at, at the birth of Samuel, the mm. great, you know, arguably the greatest prophet um, besides Moses in the of the Hebrew scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, Samuel being the the prophet for King David and stuff like that, and so much more than that. But anyway, it she's this places Mary firmly in the tradition of the holy women of jewish history mm. okay okay so so kind of an additional lineage uh kind, mm-hmm. of a, kind of a thing interesting okay yeah she's not just a uh and she's she's not just a handy vessel or something you mm-hmm. know i'm trying i'm purposely trying to dehumanize mary which sadly some people do even in christianity uh, but instead is virtually a prophet uh just mm. as hannah was mm. That's pretty cool. Um, uh, there was nope, nope. I had a question, and then it just completely left my brain. Um, anything, anything else about uh, this? Uh, in in cur- current worship, and probably in ancient Christian worship as well, as you just said a few minutes ago, this is one of the favorite texts to set to music. Mm-hmm. 
And within the daily worship of churches that encourage such things, which includes the Episcopal Church, it's usually said at least once a day. Got because it. It, it's seen to carry the core theology of Christianity. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, it does, right? I mean, the, the, it, having a gives you talks about kind of uh, being a servant and so so uh, uh, addressing kind of a servant's heart uh, it, it it hits all the 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 high points in just a couple of a uh, couple of verses uh, uh, that he has mercy that the great one is doing uh, thing great things for me uh, um, humbling well, the powerful and like, yeah. it's it, yeah feeding the hungry um, yeah Full yep. of mercy, on and on. Um, it, yeah, so it, it's for a lot of for a lot of Christians throughout the centuries. This has been a more ex accessible way of understanding more about God than any official creedal statement like the Nicene Creed. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's recommended for use at least once a day. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, very understandable. Um, all right. Well, then uh, let's, without any further ado, let us move on to uh, our gospel reading uh, for the day. Uh, our second reading from Luke, uh, uh, in, this time in the gospel spot, uh, in the, in the, in the uh, headlining uh, <laughs> lineup. Um, Some of which I, I read a minute ago, I just realized. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you know what? That's that's okay. That's okay. It really is. <laughs> yeah, I feel no shame. Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, I will not. Uh, it, it is Luke chapter one, verse thirty nine through forty five, and then an optional forty six through fifty five, which we will uh, have to make a mental note not to do on Sunday <laughs> because it will just be rereading uh, uh, what we just read. Um, Actually, we are going to. Are you? Are you going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. You going to repeat? In, in part because it is it is so important, but also it's one experience to read it out loud, which we'll do first as a congregation, mm. and another experience to hear someone else reading it. Okay. It, it literally uses a different part of one's brain. Uh, that is fair. That, uh, you know, that, and, that makes sense. And certainly worth pondering twice. I mean, I... How could I argue otherwise? <laughs> it makes the service too long. <laughs> no, nah, we don't need. We have we have enough Jesus readings. Let's go. Let's let's uh... move it along. <laughs> let's move, move it along. along. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, uh, let's. Uh, well then, let's uh, let's do the full thing then. Let's do the full. Th yeah. We'll have the full experience, uh, yeah. which uh, uh, I'm sure loses a bit when it's just me reading. Um, in those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Um, I just realized, though, as I read the uh, Elizabeth greeting, mm -hmm. that um, yeah, it's so Elizabeth really like legitimately, at least according to this uh, uh, written occurrence, knew the purpose of Mary's visit uh, before Mary said anything. 
before right. uh, uh, w- without prompt, uh, one would say, and uh, which is kind of crazy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of kind of wild. Uh, uh, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Wait a minute, did that weird angel guy like tell you I was coming? Is that what happened here? Right. And and what this is one of those to me fun moments in the Bible where we do get to fill in some blanks. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean with humility, but yeah, did did Gabriel then head over to Elizabeth and Zacharias and said, okay, I know the first time an angel visited didn't work out well since Zechariah can't talk right now, but mm-hmm. listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> the silent one in the corner. Right. <laughs> A true man of few words. Um, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, it. that's, uh, that's kind of, kind of, uh, we take it for granted as we read uh, the, the, these stories. I think I think a lot of times we don't uh, we don't fully appreciate the absurdity of the story that we are celebrating. Yeah, because uh, it really is uh, uh, it really is crazy. It's 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's an absurd. Uh, um, uh, uh, story like it, just in that, like, just imagine. Try putting yourself in any of these characters' shoes. It 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 just it, it baffles the mind, and and I shudder, uh, absolutely shudder, to think of what the gospel reading would be had I been involved. <laughs> you know what I mean? Had well, I... this happened to me. <laughs> Oh, this would be way different. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I keep thinking of the um, the the overused punchline in current comedies of wait what? Yeah, <laughs> if they, yeah. That, um, you know, Mary, Mary. No one would blame her if after Elizabeth finished her little piece of Mary went wait what? <laughs> right. What's that now? Shoot, no one, no one would blame her if, when the angel came to visit her, she was like, she would say, "Get out of my house." (laughs) Well, and that's (laughs) who are you, and get out of my house. What's interesting to meditate on is, did it take Gabriel a few tries to find a woman who would say yes? Uh, Yeah, yeah, because that's that's one of the, the. Many people have said the first miracle in Christ's life was Mary agreeing to be Jesus's mother. Well, seriously, I mean, how many times did uh, Gabriel get beaten out of a house with a broomstick? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> like I want, I want that recollection of uh, of <laughs> blessed are you, Josephina. Th- ow, ow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, really, you want to hear this? Stop! Wait a minute! I haven't finished! Fine, I'm leaving! I'm leaving! (laughs) Or the, hey, where are you going? Come back! I can't go out there, everyone will see me! Um, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe, and maybe that's true. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I I know there were people who, who would, uh, uh, fully cringe at the, uh, at the idea that, uh, uh, things weren't you know, anything in the gospel, uh, uh, in the Christ story, uh, didn't go to plan. I mean, how could that possibly right. be? Um, but uh, I'm one of those people who fully enjoy uh, <laughs> delving into the absurd thought process of uh, of what if. Uh, and uh, uh, boy, that well, and fun. you started at, you started you you start it at the right point of saying, would I be able to do that? Yeah, and that. That's the real, that, and that's the uh, that's the real real question. goal mm-hmm. of that thought exercise or that meditation exercise is could could I have been a Mary type person? No, is that could <laughs> yeah no, no. <laughs> easy question easy right. question one of the easiest questions I've ever been asked in all my life <laughs> no <laughs> yeah and it 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 very quickly goes south to use a, a another movie cliche mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and 
Mary is warned that that's what will happen. Uh, so it's not like it's um, a miraculous birth that she thinks is going to bring her fame, fortune, and yeah. easy life. She knows from the beginning this is going to be really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, yeah, it, th this is why this is why Mary is blessed. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah. this is this is it. This is the reason. <laughs> because no, no, there's no uh, no blessed Ben uh, version of the story where. <laughs> You know, the the uh, the angel comes to me and says, your wife will bear the, the Messiah. And I'm like, all right, well, the bourbon's hitting uh, sure, a little harder today than I'll, normal. I'll feel better in the morning. Right. You go away. That's great apparition. You get out of yeah. here. I'm going to go sleep this off because apparently uh, whatever it is I ate today went really bad. Uh, um, but yeah, that's I mean, it it. It, it does, and, and like I said, we. I always have it. Like I find myself doing this every every year too. Uh, that I kind of gloss over those aspects yeah. of the story uh, because we celebrate it every year, and you know the 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 the, the Christ is born every year, uh, <laughs> and. And it's a it's so old news, right? And and and, uh, and been and there, like, done that. Yeah, you you do you do your church service, yada yada yada, uh, a lot, and and uh, and it's a real shame because. Uh, well, yeah, because it, it it's one of the longest, um, for lack of a better term, adventures in the Bible, mm -hmm. where it, it from the beginning of the angels doing their visits to the birth of Jesus is two full chapters, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, here we have six verses bef of action before the Magnificat starts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot more that's going on all around this, that it, it would be very easy for us. If all we did was go to church on, on Sunday, we'd miss a lot of, what's going on with what's called the infancy narrative. Mm -hmm. um, let alone if we also tried to read the Matthew account as well, which is very, very different. Yeah. That, that, that is also a very interesting um, study of, of mm -hmm. the, the differences and the different focuses that the, the, the gospel writers can have on the story. Um yeah, because Luke basically focuses on uh, Mary and Elizabeth, mm -hmm. and Matthew pretty much focuses on Joseph. Yeah, yeah. And I forget how long, but it even takes a while for Mary to get her name, so to speak, in the Gospel of Matthew. Right. That it's Which is fine. Joseph, I mean, Joseph, 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 Joseph. And so it is, I, you know, I, I'm so grateful that we have both narratives. But it is striking reading them side by side how different they are. Yeah, and uh, and and uh, but both have the virgin birth just to settle <laughs> that one. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, um, but yeah, it 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 does make one kind of uh, begin to get into the questions of like, well, yeah, why is that though? Why, why, mm -hmm. uh, why, Joseph? Uh, uh, anybody who's ever had a kid knows that the the the, the husband, the father, the man has a lot less to do um, <laughs> right and so uh giving ice chips and wrist massages yeah yeah giving giving me credit for anything having to do with my kid's birth uh is absurd mm -hmm. <laughs> so why matthew would choose to focus on on him uh is a little beyond me but uh but hey that's matthew and some well, people and, find a lot of a lot of uh, interesting things about that. And there's also the question of why did Mark have no infancy information whatsoever? Mm -hmm. And it's a little easier for me to understand or to presume, maybe is a better way to put, why the Gospel of John starts the way it does, which is not how Mary gave birth to Jesus, but rather what it was the meaning of Jesus's existence, the, the what's called mm. the prologue of John, the first chapter of John, which is 
absolutely beautiful. Um, that, you know, and that's, it's almost like John, again, last gospel written down, um, was saying, you guys, you're getting all wrapped up in these shepherds and wise men. Here's what we're really supposed to be focusing on mm. and produce the prologue. Um, but Mary figures prominently in the gospel of John. So it's not like uh, she's left out of any gospel. Mm hmm. But Luke and Matthew felt it was important for people to hear how, you know, what, where, how did Jesus come to be? Um, and we still get to speculate tremendously about most of Jesus's life on earth, since the Gospels only give us, at most, the beginning. And Luke, a tiny snapshot when he was about 12 years old, one, one story. And then pick up everyone seems to think around when jesus is 30 years old and depending on the gospel he either gives us one year or three years right so th there's not there's a whole lot of we don't know what happened um between the time jesus was born and the time that he was baptized by john the baptist and began public ministry yeah uh uh there, there's and there's very little answers found in uh apocrypha writing uh either there, right there's a little bit more there's a little bit more storytelling um not much not much but there's there's a there's a there's a couple of stories there there are some and there have been lots and lots of uh novels and poems and hymns and stuff written mm -hmm. speculating on what the what that in-between time was but bottom line is we don't know and we really don't have any access to materials that might tell us right yeah fascinating uh um it's a fascinating study uh it really yeah. it, no matter what uh whether whether it is uh, a, a pure analytical study or a personal journey uh, uh um a wealth of of uh thought can go into and ponderance and prayer can go into uh, uh the stories that are that are shared here so mm -hmm. it's uh it, it's not as it's not as cut and dry as you know the 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 children's bible version right of of uh of uh the gospels uh it's there's there's so much it's so much richer so much more right so well um with that, I think we're I think we're pretty much uh, out of time. Um, yeah, that happens. Um, yeah, which is which is fine, which is good. Um, oh, oh, one just one please. thing I got to add. Yes. Um, the in the verses that use the term uh, "blessed," mm -hmm. it's the same word that Jesus uses in the Beatitudes. Okay. And so, as with the Beatitudes, it could be translated accurately as "happy." Okay. So, you know, uh, it's also, you know, joyful is she who believed. Mm. Um, and th that, that's another way of just giving it a, a slightly, uh, in the original, there would have been that connotation. Okay. And it might be easier for us in our own lives to accept God's desires for us when we know that it's a state of happiness. Um, it's a blessed happiness that is the result, not a blessed doom and gloom right yeah sometimes i think we do have a tendency to uh apply uh that meaning uh uh to the word uh, of you know when people are blessed they're also burdened with glorious purpose uh yeah and um uh it, it is i that, that's that's a good point that to point out that uh, these these individuals uh, are operating potentially operating uh uh under uh happy they're happy to yeah. do so they're they're happy circumstances yeah um, their life is better for doing so mm -hmm. so uh well very good well uh with that i think i will conclude this your podcast for december 19th 2021 the fourth sunday of advent in year c uh and as always uh we look forward to uh worshiping with you either in person on sundays at 8 and 10 or online uh at our youtube channel hfec videos uh, which is a live broadcast of the 10 o'clock service on Sunday. So, uh, however, and available on demand thereafter on, on demand or, you know, it, uh, uh, upon, uh, YouTube recommendations. 
<laughs> however, however it finds you. Um, but uh, we look forward to worshiping with you. Uh, however, uh, it, it works for you, especially in this holiday season, uh, the hustle and the bustle, but also the uh, uh, the the planned family visitation and 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 everything that goes on. Uh, we're we're here to. Um, uh, worship with you uh, however it works best uh, so uh, looking forward to to that and until next week i'm ben and i'm bruce and we'll talk to you later bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.